to the couch, podcasting your health. Alex the Greek was born up north, but now he lived in the south. Jay Jax was a running back. He won the bowl game with Tulane. Now they worldwide giving you game. Hold of fame to the wall of shame. They gon' talk about fumbles from the owners to the athletes. They gon' call your numbers. Game time, you gon' lay some up or sit them down. Who won the roster for today? Who nursing injuries at the house from the cleats to the couch? <laughs> Yeah, man, we back. Cleats to the couch. Uh, I'm Jay Jackson, along with Alice the Greek. Uh, please like, subscribe, and uh, get down in the comment section below. We're also on Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts. For those of you guys who like the audio while you're traveling, like hey, Alice the Greek does. Uh, first things first, we're going to talk a little bit, like we said last time, about football. We got the uh, first weekend of USFL. A little bit of collar yes, news. Kicked off. Kicked off. My bad. I was going to cut you off there, but I was just a little excited about that kickoff. Some spring football. Oh, you ready? <laughs> you ready to get kicked off? Um, we got a little bit of receiver news, a little bit of news coming out of Indy, and it ain't the 500. So, look, let's let's get down to it, man. So, what you got for us today in this uh, cleat soft section? So, like you said, I kicked that right off with the USFL. So uh, we got what, three games. Tampa's finishing up now. Looks like they're gonna close this one up. First reactions: What you thought about it? I know for me, I liked that first game. I liked how Birmingham looked. Um, very, very good, watchable game. It is spring. It is week one. Even the NFL can be sloppy. You know, first couple of weeks getting things together and people learning each other. Mm-hmm. If not, uh, but definitely the second. Not the second game on Sunday. Not the second game, but Sunday. Second game also was a good game. That first one was ah, so what. But also, we're going to see who matches up with who. You know, we're still trying to figure out these rosters and what, what they're trying to do. But initially, uh, I liked it. You know, I, I liked it. I'm excited. I'm glad to see some football games on. It was meaningful. Got some football chat going on with the family and friends. And uh, it's exactly how, you know, me, me and you got here. So, yeah, big skin, gridiron, let's go. Yeah. I, I mean, I was, I was loving the fact that we had football, uh, some pretty competitive football, by the way. Uh, some bad kicking, man. Kicking special teams got off. Um, but we, like you said, we expect to have some kinks in the beginning to try to work those things out. Uh, quarterback play was a little shoddy from here and there. But overall, I like the quality of the product. I, I think that it's, it's going to be, as it grows, it's going to get better and better. Saw a few familiar names that we had seen before. Uh, being a Cowboys guy, seeing Lance Lenore, who was one of Dak's uh, close buddies, going out there lighting them up. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens in the trenches look good, and we always talk about building from the trenches. The offensive line look good, defensive lineman, pass rush, some linebacker play, running backs. But overall, overall, I really like what I saw, so I can't wait to see where this thing goes. No, definitely. Uh, I feel like I definitely see how it could become a developmental league. I do feel like some of those skill positions may lack and always going to lack uh, kickers, long snappers, even QBs, if you will. You'll see a carousel of uh, six to seven, even in the NFL level. Uh, so, you know, 32 to 64, including backups on, on those specialty positions, if you will. And you may just not find that at that next level when you start getting past that 16 to the hundreds, if you will. Uh, so, kicking might always be a problem. I don't know. I, I don't know if that gets cleaned up because they're always looking for good kickers. If you're that good.
where they're going to put, just put you at an excel level contract. Um, same thing on the long snapper and stuff like that, even at QB. I do like what I saw first couple quarters before we jumped on here with uh, our guy in Tampa. He looked like he was he was moving the ball around really well. That offense taught him he looked good. Yeah. I could see someone like him. You do well here. Hey, you get a shot come uh, camp time, be an arm camp, compete. You never know what can shake from something like that. So um, that was the purpose of it. I'm excited about that. I know um, I was like, oh, let's catch a game here in Tampa. And I'm like, ah, they in Birmingham. But I like yeah. that right now. They had like 3 million viewers this first week. Um, that, that, that brings the draw. You go around, spend the money, search yourself in each city for 10,000 fans. And maybe you only get 1,000 up there right now. But it makes economical sense. And it brings some football to that area as well. I think it's at least the weekend, you know, give people time, catch you on TV, see if they like it. Oh, you know what? Let's go catch next weekend's game. So I think it'll continue to go. But for week one, Let's go. Yeah, I really, I really love the fact that they were trying out a lot of things. I like what they did with the football and and measuring it down the distance and how sh you know the short yardage that that whole sort of thing. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the thing that I liked the least was the little uh, drone flying around because I could hear the buzzing. Yeah, yeah, it was that was annoying. So uh, outside of that, though, I thought I thought it was great. Uh, the referees made some really good calls. They weren't overly zealous to throw flags. They they were letting the guys compete for the most part. So I, I really like that that part about it. So I, like I said, I, I look forward to seeing what happens in week two. Get some of the stuff cleaned up. But uh, I'm I'm really I'm really starting to become a fan. Definitely. Speaking of uh, coming a fan, you know how I feel about Kyler. Uh, how do you? <laughs> How do you feel about Kyler Murray saying he'll sit out if he doesn't have a, a contract extension? I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. Uh, we talked about before, and, and you were right on it. I actually was wrong. I thought he won a playoff game. He hadn't won a playoff game. I don't think he has the resume or the any foundation to stand on to take that kind of stand. They, they've will complain sometimes with guys like Cam when they first get going or whoever comes into the league, they don't get the proper support around them. Bill and them guys are trying to do what they can with Mac. But Kyler, man, Kyler, I, I think uh, Russell Wilson would have been in heaven if he would have had a setup and support like that first coming off the gate his second, third year. Um, so I don't know what he's thinking and what more he needs to do. But he needs to, you know, put up and shut up, if for lack of a better term. That's that's where I feel like he's at. You make a break, you go out there and do that all the way through January. Don't don't look hot in September and October. Everyone's figuring it out. Film's not all the way, you know, saturated. People start game planning. Now where's your counter? And you run out with no counter. And you're still thinking, hey, you know, I, I had a great first round. Pay me like I, I went to 9 on a 12 on the champ side. And it's not that. Right. I, you know, um, I told you before I wasn't a fan of, of what he did, Debo did, you know, scrubbing the, the team off the social media and all of that stuff. And, it, you know, I – these are men, but the, the behavior is is that of somebody who's not quite there yet. Um, you definitely don't want, don't want to see that from your quarterback, you know, coming out and 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 holding out three years in, hasn't really accomplished anything. Started out the season red hot, but finished ice cold. Uh, so you got to win the games when it counts. Uh, we know, I know you knew, being a New England guy, uh, you guys typically start out a little slower, but progress through the season and it just gets better and better. And they did the complete opposite. So for me, uh, Kyler, Kyler didn't really – he really lost his leverage with all of that. And uh, to scrub it and still to come back and show up. And you're going to show up. You're going to play. So I, I just don't get it. And so my question to you, though, about this whole Kyler thing, 
is do you think he'll get the extension that he's looking for, or do you think another team should at least consider trading for him? Well, teams are going to try to jump out there for sure and tell him, hey, we're throwing the bag. I don't think Arizona's going to stretch. I think they're going to want to see him go one more because they know they've also given him the support. Um, I don't think nothing highlights it more than when Max Williams, I believe, went down tight end last year, got hurt, and within the mm-hmm. same week before the next game, they had Zach Ertz over there. And then mm-hmm. Zach Ertz got his final. They went and extended him. James Conner won that between him and Edmonds. If you, that was a competition, if you will, he got extended. So yeah. they've made sure they've kept them pieces there. Um, yeah, you, you got great tight end. You got one of the best, if not you know, the best receiver in the league on and D Hop. You got great youngsters with uh, more guys who open up the top. You look left, right behind you. You got talent everywhere. It's time to go. Yeah, that, that's that's been my my thing. Like I told you, with a lot of guys. So. I don't know. But on that money, you know, it's kind of funny because you mentioned Debo, AJ Samuel, Scary Terry. They're all talking about they may hold out. It's like the the off season of the wide receiver takeover. They, they are right now, uh, one two dominoes fall, and everyone's starting to run on it. First it was Debo, now uh, AJ Brown, and like I said, Terry up there in Washington talking about the same thing. Uh, how you, we talk about money, how we feel guys taking on that. I guess what I say, I touched you earlier when we were talking in person. I almost wonder, remember the 90s, we talk about running backs, and there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. They all were good. But running backs were the focus of the league and what the game moved through. So that was the focus of people coming up, what they wanted to do, and what they highlighted mm-hmm. where, you know, the, the ball goes where the camera goes, guys go there. They want to learn those positions, those skills. There's a bunch of receivers out right. there. I feel like we got some, you know, greats of greats, if you will. But it could just be the time in the era where we may look back and go, ah, I don't know, because you can't have 12 number ones. So it doesn't work like that. There's only a couple of real ones there, and then a couple others that are doing well because of the evolution of the game, and those numbers look bigger. So we used to say 2,000 yards rushing, 1,000 yards receiving was something. Has that changed to, you know, 1,500 receiving and 1,000 rushing now because of the way the, the game's evolved? I'm starting to wonder because there can't be these many guys. You're talking about seven guys this offseason got paid with Jamar Chase and Cooper and a couple other guys still on rookie deals. There's 10 right there, easy. Let's, I don't know. That's my well, 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 I, th- I think that the leagues changed, you know, so first as a running back, you know, there's typically only one guy who, who eats up the bulk of the carries. So yeah. you you can afford to pay a running back, one running back, significant money, and then you just kind of have a complimentary guy. Uh, now it's kind of just getting to a running back by committee. So that was always the way of the league. And uh, but now you got receivers in it. If all of these receivers are asking for this money, at some point you're gonna run out of run out of traction. At some point, you know, let's use Cincinnati for an example. So they're fortunate enough to have Jamar Chase on his rookie deal. Um, Tyler Boyd's uh, deal is almost up. Then you have T. Higgins coming up. So all of these guys are gonna try to compare themselves to their camaraderies. And so at some point you're gonna try to pay at least one of those guys. Then directly after that, you're gonna to have to pay Jamar Chase. So how, how do you balance that? Then you can't keep Joe Mixon. So I guess they're gonna to try to cut the running back salary to the bare minimum and try to stack with two highly paid receivers, which takes away from the guys in the trenches or the secondary. So it's the money's gonna to continue to grow, but as the money grows with the league, so will the cap numbers and the and the amount guys want. So it's always gonna balance out. So I I don't know where this is going, but uh a few guys have something to stand on, you know, uh, AJ Brown. I, I really like to see another year production from him where he stays healthy a complete year. 
Um, same with Debo Samuel. You, I, I think that Debo's a really good, you what do you call a wide back? So yeah. I, I think, I think that he he's legit. But at the same time, I feel like in that system he thrives. You can't put him necessarily in a system that's really pass heavy like in in uh, Cincinnati. And I, I haven't seen him run routes and stuff like that, like Terry McLaurin has. So that system is a good point. So I feel like some of them that's where the leverage changes and you've seen some teams who have that system or believe in that quarterback, not fell in victim to, Hey, I got to pay him. So can the city say, Tyreek, you want to get paid? We're not getting close to there. Go get paid. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get it here. Ring me did the same thing with Adams. I feel like, uh, and was talking, Hey, the offense is much different. Like, eh, we're going to, we're going to keep moving along. He didn't want to uh, slight Tyreek. If you will, because he was out other games, we had put in game plans. So you're going to keep them changing and, and the game's going to show them to go on. And you, you may find, Comparable uh, production from those guys, but when you don't have that quarterback and you are sitting in San Fran, people might have a little more leverage than that guy. AJ Brown might have a little more leverage, you know. So some of these guys may have more leverage than the ones who got paid the first go around. But that, that's where we are. And what's your how the prioritization looks from a team and how well you believe in that philosophy? Can you change him out? KC feeling pretty good. That's why they made that move. You know, mm -hmm. well. Uh, Arizona, eh, it didn't look like they did as much. So they're locking up all the talent around them. That's right. why I feel like Kyler needed to sit out for them. I mean, no, no disrespect to – well, I mean, I think about the teams. Like, so no disrespect to – well, I won't even use my boy. So I'll go with Carolina, right? So if if you're Debo Samuel trying to look to get money, or A.J. Brown or Terry McLaurin, I'm like, you know what, we'll just trade you. We'll trade you to uh, Carolina. You kidding me? You want to go play with Sam Darnold? Like that that's not a recipe for the you know, that's a recipe for disaster. You want to go down here and play with a not so talented quarterback. Yeah, you got the bag, but you're not gonna put up the numbers again. So in two or three years they can move off of it. So I'm I, I don't know. I guess we're gonna have to wait and see, give it another week or two, right, leading up to the draft and just kind of see what happens. Well, for sure. Hey, some people figuring out their priorities though. The Colts. Mm. The Colts locked up Gilly, Stephon Gilmore, two years over there already. Top 10 D, probably the best D we saw in the AFC. Uh, mm -hmm. mm, I, I like Matt Ryan move. I like this move. I don't know where Landry and Odell are at, but I think they won receiver away from really making people double check in and making some noise and uh, putting themselves in this conversation with you know some of the guys out the West right now. Well, well, I like I like what they did. They showed up one side of the secondary for sure. Um, I know, I know you you know you being a Patriots guy. Anytime Belichick lets a guy go, it's a, it's a year or two early. So he may he may have been on or something again with, with Gilmore. But at the same time, I think they got great value. They need a secondary help. It eliminates one of your needs. And so now when you go into the draft, you don't have to reach for a guy. You can kind of wait for that guy to come and just kind of see what happens. So for me, I think it was a good move bringing in some veteran guys, having Matt Ryan, you know, yes. trying to give him weapons that he can succeed with. So for me – I, I like the Gilmore move. I think it was I think it was well deserved and in perfect timing. For sure. Hey, we got a good one this week. Offense, defense, who we lacing up, who we sitting down. Kind of the uh week of the battle of the numbers. Both dudes holding the same uh number on the jersey. So let's go ahead and transition over there and see what we got for who's lacing up and who's sitting down. All right, all right. I want to flip it on you. We always start offense, right? But let me let me go ahead and take the 
the first one off this week here because uh, we got to bring it back. Bucks on the national stage now, they, they're doing well. But uh, this guy's here, the OG of it. Without guys like this on the roster, you can't add them up. Same thing, kind of like with AD and uh, the Rams. So let's talk about this right here. Levante David and Bobby Wagner. When I say those names up, looking at these numbers, it's easy to go to Wagner. And I'm going to say that as part of Tampa being a smaller market. It took someone like Brady to come here and give him that love. Devin White probably should have been Pro Bowl. I'm using this for an example, but first, second year in, Tampa wasn't that market. Brady's not here. He don't get that love. But his production was top five easy. Now we're looking at Wagner Davis side by side. David putting in that work. Yeah. Right, you know, we got him in tackles for loss, got him in sacks, got him in interceptions, from recoveries, interceptions, up and down. Just getting that work done. Headhunter, now you see with Devin White there, mentoring, doing the coverage thing. You know, Super Bowl, O-line was a problem with Kansas City, but Kelsey, he played two games that year against the David, and uh, David would have run with the best of them. So I'm rolling with David already. You already know. I'm trying to give LD his love here. But uh, well, like I said, without running those numbers off fit, first rip, you're looking at Wagner, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, whew. If 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 you did a blind reveal, I would have thought it would have been the other way. Um, goodness gracious. I know somebody's going to be mad when they watch this, but uh, mm. David getting that work, bro. He everywhere. I mean, look at those Every- tackles for loss. That's crazy. That's you talking about teams, this guy was playing on teams where he was the defense before Vita's here, before they start getting Winfield guys in the secondary. Quan Alexander, I think, was around him that transition a little bit. But uh, Tampa Bay keep a linebacker, believe it or not. Yeah. From Brooks all the way through. They keep a linebacker. I think uh, Barrow might be the, the one uh, shortest, shortest uh, straw get drawn in this last 20 years. But David right now, I think sometimes he's overlooked, especially with the young headhunter next to him, sideline to sideline. Mm-hmm. So that's more that's why I picked this one, put him up there, because people think of Wagner and that top linebackers in the league. Man, LD. I mean, look looking at this, Levante David is slept though. Yes. I mean, exactly. Like seriously, like they talk about him as being one of the top linebackers, but like looking at these numbers is like, you know, comparing it to to Wagner, who everybody considers by far like the number one, you know, interior linebacker. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Came into a team that one recently had a quarterback, you know, kind of a flagship on that side, helping the West Coast side football continuing to burn and grow. David, though, down here, you know, Florida, like I said, smaller market Tampa Bay's just starting to emerge. He been getting in the work, been giving him the work. Hard time. Has Levante David ever had that C on his jersey? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The only thing I, right I now, like I said, he's he's in that mentor spot now where he's doing his part, signed the extension, didn't take uh, the max money, wanted to stay home, been here for a while. But he's also, you know, letting D. White do his thing, even letting him be a vocal leader, if you will, because can't lie, four or five likes that, and that energy does get uh, contagious. David wasn't not really as much of that vocal guy, you could per se. But when you start looking at a stat sheet and start looking at where the ball's going, he, he going to show up every time. He definitely. David, mm-hmm. David's up there. Top time, top linebacker last five years. Easy going, bumble back like seven. I think he's been in right at the same time. Wagner, same time they came in, same year, fourteen something like that. They came through, same same career length. Games off for like two, three games. Mm-hmm. Considering again, quarterback talent, game situations all around you. 
maybe Davis on the field a little more, but he's also the edge and keep rolling, keep rolling. Um, and definitely you can always have that support secondary and front front line. 26 fourth fumbles? That's crazy. 17 recovery, yes. Oh, my those, God. Those for the ball. You're going to be there. Going to be yeah. there. Hmm. I, I, first I, struggle time, because, I struggle because I, I think about Bobby Wagner being one of the most integral parts of the Legion of Boom. So when I think about Bobby Wagner, I'm thinking about like those top tier defenses, one of the top defenses in the history of the NFL. I'm thinking about him being the, the guy in the middle, holding it down, keeping all the guys together, uh, doing his part, uh, being the longest tenured of all of those guys in Seattle. Uh, one of the only ones whose career is still going after after it's all said and done out of those guys from the LOB yep. and the defense. So when I think about that and all the Pro Bowls, and like like I said, when you mention middle linebackers, you the first thing that comes to your mind is Bobby Wagner. Like that's like the the gold standard. And now I'm yeah. looking at it, it's looking a little silverish. You know, I'm looking at it, it looks like a little yeah. silvery. So the OGs there, man, shot that way. I wanted to go Spend Devin White the first quarter. We got a little more time to go there, but the tandem we got here oh. when they first yeah they got the Super Bowl, they got a little love. Of, oh, that linebacker core looks good, but. Man, Todd Bowles, I'm ready to go. We're going to start the season a little slow. He ain't going to die up the blitzes, but I'm excited for what we got coming up next year. And these two guys that's, that's crazy. deserve all the credit. Oof. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to try to argue for you, Bobby, but, Lord, like just looking at these to, numbers, like tackles for losses hardware. more than double. Make us like hardware. Right now, again, double. that's playing zone, like just like Bobby was in. He started getting them down up blitzes. Two seasons ago, before yeah. that, you talking dirt cutter? You talking? Yeah, it ain't the same game. Yeah. Even the interceptions, like I, I've known Bobby to have the hands, make all the the interceptions, make all the plays, and and now when I look at it, I'm like, man, Levante Davis been like the silent silent killer, like he's been. Man, I I got to take my cap off if I had one of Levante that Davis. Five yeah. stars, man, five stars all the way. That's crazy, like so. I'm sorry, Bobby. I, I wanted to I wanted to defend you as best I could on this. Uh, I'm happy you back in LA with the Rams. I'm ho- I'm happy you back home. Uh, who, man, that is crazy, Levante David, man. That's that's beast mode. That's that, there's no way I can even defend that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, like I said, I, it's more or less I want to give him his flowers. I know when you start looking for the out there who the linebackers are, people like Biden come to mind, and when you start putting them side by side, you, you quickly see. Yeah, yeah. I, you think it has something to do with the NFL? You think like the NFL like tries to sort of sway people in a certain direction? We know that Seattle's not a big market, but nor is Tampa per se. And yeah, but Seattle's uh, in, a, in a bigger region where there's nothing in football from Seattle all the way through Portland, all the way down to the Bay, and then San Fran's got that on lock. Um, Oakland went there, left there, bounced around. San Fran's got the Bay saturated uh and now you see fred warden going that's why i do that's why i say flagship franchises a lot because that's when they're gonna put the camera most of the time uh devin went like i said he was snubbed the first i want to say his first year he was putting up top 10 linebacker numbers no pro bowl even look or, or a mention should have been the first go around then once brady gets here all of a sudden gets the national eyes here you start seeing some of the most unsung heroes vita like i told you i love vita Vey. talking about run defense man man have a hard time finding what two handfuls of guys lined up in the middle better than some of these people here. 
that. Brady knew what he was looking at when he came out. He looked at the roster. He saw what it was. Jameis threw 30 picks the year before. They went like eight, nine games. He could have threw 25. They were in the playoffs. But he's like, hey, I ain't going to throw 15. So let's go. He, he knew what it yeah. was. He, he didn't watch football for his whole life. He, it, was, it was well uh, understood and calculated what he was getting himself into. For sure. Oh, Young sure. nucleus in place, ready to go. Yeah. I, hey, I got to give you this one, man. Levante. LD. You you stomp you stomp me on that one. And he and he a buck through and through too, buck life That's, because he's yeah, homegrown, homegrown. Two times, Florida boy, I love it. But That's hey, crazy. I'm gonna go ahead. That's why I wanted to go first. Go ahead and, and give him that. But, but go ahead, we'll go ahead and see what you got on this offensive side of the ball. Today. All right, so let's let's get to the offensive side. We're gonna do a battle of the numbers. You got the 54s on on defense at linebacker. I'm gonna go with a different number at running back. What you think about my guys? Hold on, let me pull them up. Damn. Hold on, let me pull them up. There they, go. Jones. there they go. Huh? 33s. We're gonna go to battle the 33s, man. Same division. Uh same amount of years. I believe Aaron was uh ooh, what round did he go in? Fourth round? Dalvin definitely second round. Yeah. Uh what are your first thoughts? Like, give me your first, first thoughts. First thoughts is Jones would be more. Like I shouldn't say loose because Dalvin's an old school prototype running back, but I feel like a little more of the hybrid, closer to an Eckler, if you will. Probably a little more catching, a little more from that system. Going to see some of that. Um, I think it was like week four or three this previous season where he just went off for like three touchdowns, took over the game. Has that kind of uh, capability because of that passing system doesn't do it as much. With Dalvin being in Minnesota, the game runs through him, so you would see uh, a lot more on the running side for him, kind of pulling away with it. But he did miss yeah, a season. Jones still might have him because I don't think Jones has missed games like that. Maybe one or two here, a little hammy, small stuff. But I don't think he's ever missed like five, six, eight games in a year. So, so I think, I think philosophically, I think you got to look at it like so. Green Bay runs. I mean, I'm sorry, they throw to open up the run, and Minnesota runs to open up the pass. So they they kind of contradict one another as far as the offenses and the way they work. But Aaron Jones is a stud. You know, I, I think he exceeded all the expectations they had for him. Excuse me. And they brought in uh, what's the big bruiser from Boston College? Dillon. Uh, AJ Dillon. Yeah, AJ Dillon. They brought AJ Dillon in to compliment him. And uh, they just so happened in Minnesota to look up and get uh, Madison to come, spare, you know, give Dalvin a breather here and there, which he actually was really good when he comes in. And, uh, Surprisingly, when I looked at these guys, you know, like you said, the initial the initial thoughts were that it'd be a runaway with with uh, the versatility of Aaron. That's um, it, the versatility. So, so they both they both came in they both came in twenty seventeen, right? So uh, now the difference is Aaron. So Dalvin obviously has so so those injury issues. Um, Aaron's not got hurt as often. So Dalvin's played in 56 games and uh Aaron Jones has played in 69. So 13 more games, almost an entire season. Yeah. Um Aaron has 4,163 rushing yards and 41 touchdowns. Dalvin has 4,800 yards and 39 touchdowns. So um I know you gave me huh? With a whole season missed, he's got them beat in yards and yes. touchdowns. No, uh, Jones has two more touchdowns, but Dalvin has uh, roughly about 700 yards more rushing with 13 less games. Ew. Yeah. 
that was uh, our first thought. Yeah, he wasn't reliable because you mentioned Madison. So from from a fantasy perspective, mm-hmm. if I don't got cooking, normally I'm not drafting. I had to get cooking, but. I'm looking to grab Madison later rounds to take somebody's handcuffs. I know he's going to get playing time because Cook ain't in there. But, mm-hmm. man, he putting up numbers like that when he's there. That's, so what's the – do you see the attempts in front of you? Yeah, so uh, Aaron Jones has 822 attempts and Dalvin has 1,018. So he still out carries him with 13 less the games. Volume. So Yeah, the volume. That's crazy. Yeah, And then yeah. to think – so he missed the one year. That's why we say injury issues, but nothing for nothing. Mm-hmm. He was the guy behind uh, with Jameis and uh, who's the big boy and then busting out of the NFL. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, FSU, mm-hmm. when they mm-hmm. went on their little run, uh, Cook was there. So he he yeah. been putting tread on the tires and burning rubber. Uh, Jones, like you said, wow. So to have the shit, yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts because Jones ain't ever going to see an eight man box in his life. I don't care what it is, and no. some teams. Go, dear Kurt, go ahead, Kurt. You're gonna beat me, and then sometimes you get yeah. lucky. But um, yeah, wow, right, damn. So, so remember, you gave me, you gave me crap about back. this. For real, for real. I didn't realize he was getting into work like that. Yeah. So you gave me, you gave me crap about running backs and how you could tell an elite running back from an <laughs> average running back and above average based on the yards per carry. So, yeah. um, Aaron Jones averages five point one yard a carry. So. We know that based on statistics, that means he's a legit running back. Um, what about he averaged that overall career five one? Yeah. Hmm. So, as you know, and Dalvin averages four point seven. So the remember five, when the I told one, you could, the five one? You could excuse, I guess. Like I said, he's not seen the eight man boxes, so he's getting a little more cushion there. But damn, five one's impressive. I don't know five one. I don't know if you can just. Yeah, that. and then four so, seven with Cook. Four point seven. Yep. Now I might be messing this up. Cook Cook wasn't injured the year that Diggs pushed his way out of there, right? So he was he was he didn't always have the you know was not uh, Chase who's the young boy out there killing him. Uh, Jefferson Jefferson Thielen Thielen went down last year. There's been times where some of those deep threats have backed off. And now they're down to one. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember if Diggs was. Well, they still had Thielen, so they had Thielen and Diggs. And now they have Thielen and Jefferson, so yes. so they sort of swap one for one. So it, it I mean, they, they he's, he's had receiving threats, but that was the reason that they get the one on one coverage because they got to load the box. You got to slow down. You got to respect, yeah, yeah. So I know, I know you were leaning more towards Aaron Jones because of the receiving, you know, the versatility. So I this is you. why I I picked this because I knew you fall for the trap. <laughs> so so yeah, Aaron Jones yeah, has. A, you just mentioned a minute ago, but we were talking about the linebackers getting like Green Bay that flagship franchise too, getting that, getting that, getting that screen time, getting mm-hmm. getting that spotlight that way. Minnesota's always like the team that's always good but never great, never won the big one kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, both small markets, but Green Bay was a flagship since day one. They're like you know the the first weekend, if you will, the pioneer of it. So that might be part of it too, definitely. But yeah, Definitely. I'm sure that has something to, to do with it. Definitely. So, Man, tell you what, Minnesota might be the favorite to push that thing this year. We're going to see what uh, Malifor and Roger got to sleep to redo with this offense. But that's crazy. Yeah. They, picked up, they picked up Sammy Watkins. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to figure it out and cover the production. Maybe for the first month till he get hurt, but that was silly. Yeah. Whatever. Man, I don't know. If, if he's in fantasy, <laughs> get him for the first week after that, trade him. 
Hey, A Rock can resurrect him to be a top ten receiver, and then, and then maybe I'll say, you know what? They got to do some more around him. It's not all his fault. He, to turn that guy into something. <laughs> Show me something. Nah, nah, that that would yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. So to make my final point, so uh, just in in receptions, Aaron Jones has 183 receptions. We see him catch the ball a lot, so we're kind of that's kind of where the sticking point was. Like, okay, well, yeah, Dalvin may outrush him, but he definitely outreceives him. Well, Aaron Jones has 183 receptions for 1,448 yards. Dalvin has 182 catches, so one less catch, 1,499 yards. So he has more yards and one less reception than Aaron Jones does. Ooh. So the 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 perception that Dalvin is only a running back is completely a misconception because he catches the ball as equally as much as, as Aaron Jones has. And again, he had this with one almost one entire less season with 13 less games. So with with that, I'm sure he would have imp- you improved his numbers anyway. Oh hey Cook hometown do right here from the bay. Stay healthy this year. That team, you may, you may be able to bring some uh, hope to uh, hope to the Twin Cities. We'll see what's going on, but that's crazy. Yeah, yeah fourteen hundred. Wow, one catch different. But Kurt too. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess if we go a little build the onion back one more layer, I guess the only rebuttal I say that it's Kurt. He's dumping down, dumping down, dumping down. Where Aaron's part oh, signed. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> okay. okay. He's the down because Rudolph. Ate. <laughs> I, I, I gotta look at it more to see what it looked like, but. Man, that's crazy. I never would have thought that. Yeah, that I don't know. That's not the only way I can make sense of it. Because uh, yeah, I didn't think he was catching had the hands like that at all. I, I don't think if he missed the hands back, that's for sure. Yeah, I, sure. I, I don't think you can go wrong with either guy. So for me, I, just, like you, I think the difference is just uh durability. You know, your best ability your best ability is availability. So um Obviously, you know, I, I love Dalvin. Even with that, I'm still going to take Dalvin. Even with that, I'm still going to take Dalvin. Um, but, you know. If Dalvin goes down next year, he's like two for five or two for three for five. Now what what happened? So he, he missed one out of 2017, so he got four years in. He missed one season. He missed another one and misses two out of five. Nah, you got to have the availability. You got to do it. Got to do it. This is it. Financially, Aaron Jones is a better deal, uh, cheaper, so, cheaper contract, yeah. uh, more durable. Um, th- those are the things that you look for. And uh, I-, I don't think you can go wrong. Get down in the comment section below. Let me know if I'm right. Who you got? Who you got? You want Dalvin? You want Aaron Jones? What about linebackers? You going you going in they twilight of their careers? You want Bobby Wagner? You want Levante David? I know somebody in my household who's going to pick Levante David every single time. <laughs> so get down in the comment section below. LD. Let us know who you like on offense, who you like on defense. Give me Cook, Jones, Levante David, Bobby Wagner. Get down in the comment section below. Let us know what you think. Uh, again, if there's anybody else you guys want to see us uh, match up with, with one Tell another, go, let go us give us a suggestion for D. White. Because I'm saying that I've got to give my bucks the love where I got a chance to. So I've already looked through it. It's going to be hard-pressed. If they think they got someone, go ahead and, and go ahead and scour it and let us know. Like, get your best one. Put them next to D. White's first three. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not going to lie to y'all. He got a good point with Devin White because I tried to bring in Michael Ooh. Parsons. I tried to go home team and bring in Michael Parsons. But he, he used it against me and said that he's not a linebacker, middle linebacker. So let middle me know. Is Michael Parsons a middle linebacker? 
Is he a middle linebacker? He calls him an edge rusher. I'm going to call him a middle linebacker. That's what I'm going to call him middle linebacker. I'm going to call him middle linebacker. So that's what we're going to do, man. He's middle linebacker for me, but he call him edge rusher. He, so. he ain't sideline to sideline, head hunting, like get live D white four five. No way. Anyway, <laughs> till the next time. We'll get there. We got to find him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit.